Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Kona Shame Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Rourke. Guys, I got a great episode today. This is one that I needed. Um, I we, we posted a article from Dr. Cherie Busson recently through our social media channels, and the article is a couple years old. And when I saw it on social, I was like, Oh man, that's amazing. That's exactly what I need right now. And uh, the article blew up being uh, being a repost from, from earlier on. It was like a 2017, 2018 article. Um, it blew up and there were so many comments like, I, I need this. The article is uh, why you should learn to forgive. And so I bring on Dr. Busan and we talk a bit about forgiveness. And um, I don't know, this, is, this has been a thing that I've been working on in, uh, in the month of September. I'm having my own sort of mindfulness month where I'm going... I just, I need to take it down a notch. I, I just need, I think I need to relax a little bit and, and get into a more positive headspace. And, uh, I need to be more forgiving of other people. And, uh, and I think a lot of us, uh, feel that I think a lot of people are carrying a lot of frustration around. And so, yeah, I think it's time to try to let that go. And, uh, so anyway, that's, that's what we talk about today. Guys, I hope you really enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Welcome, Dr. Cherie Busson. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm always happy to join you on the podcast. I know. I, I love it. And we always have the best stuff to talk about because you are writing wonderful things and making wonderful lectures, and you make it really easy to find interesting things to talk about with you. So, uh, so, so, so welcome back. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what what I want to talk with you about today is it's kind of interesting in that you, I have an article uh, over on the Doctor Andy Rourke website that you wrote a couple years ago, and my team found it recently and pulled it and published it through social media again, just to say, "Hey, here's a guys, you you should see this." And so I saw it with the audience, and I saw it come out, and I was like, "Man." What is what is this? Why you should learn to forgive? And I clicked on it again, and I, I I recognized it as being something that that you'd written a while back. And then I was like, Oh my god, this is so perfect for right now. <laughs> it's like, I, 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 I I'm not kidding. I literally set out for September and kind of I try to I kind of try to make personal goals for myself. You know, every every month is kind of where I am right now. It's it's a new habit I kind of picked up. So far, I really love it because because it, it's like just got to do this for thirty days, and then if I love it, oh, I'll keep doing it. Or if it comes natural, I'll stay. And if I hate it, then it's just thirty days and I'll be out. But for September, I had already decided I was like, I I need to I need to forgive people. I need to get more forgiving about other people so that I can be forg- more forgiving of myself. And, and I just say that because, um, boy, I just feel like there's a lot of anger and there's just a lot of frustration out there, and I. I feel it in myself and I'm really actively working working against it to to find peace. And so um this article really resonated. So with that preamble, um yeah, tell me tell me a little bit about the article. Tell me kind of about your premise and where you're coming from. Well the the article and I don't remember what what made me want to write it. Um I I just I always write and speak about things that I'm not good at. <laughs> like everybody's yeah. like, you're such an expert in that. No, I, I yeah. like, I, I'm bad at this. And that's why I work on it so hard. And forgiveness is one of the big ones. Cause I can hold a grudge like nobody's business. I mean, I, I can hold a grudge for 
for, you know, what am I, 46 now? So, <laughs> I mean, probably 36 years, maybe. Um, and I tend to be really sensitive and take things personally, which I'm also trying not to do. Um, and, you know, I got divorced and I've had, you know, business deals go bad and there's just a lot. And I, I started seeing all this stuff online about forgiveness. Um, and they had a, a little cartoon of a, a girl on the monkey bar she was hanging and it said, in order to move forward, you have to let go. And it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, okay, I've got to start letting go of some of this stuff. And I'm like, and if I need to let go, I bet a bunch of the veterinary profession needs to let some things go. Um, and people outside the profession too, because I've heard from them about the article. And, and it, it's just, uh, I, every time I say that we should be forgiving, people are like, but that's condoning the behavior. And I'm like, yeah. No, because I'm not good at that. I, like, I can't condone bad behavior. Um, and that's the thing we all need to get past is I felt the same way. You know, if I forgive somebody, that means what they did was okay. And it doesn't at all because you can forgive them without their, them ever knowing about it, which is the awesome thing because I'm not super confrontational and I don't like intimate conversations like that unless I really care about the person, which <laughs> if I'm forgiving them, I probably don't care about them that much um, if uh, if I'm having to go to that much effort to forgive them. Uh, so, so yeah, so it was just more, you know, like how it's not about a condoning behavior. It's about not holding on to it and letting it eat you alive. And, and you know, it's just that we, we all do it and it's just awful that we'll, we'll sit and harbor this rage and, and anger and, and meanness for so long. And it, the other person isn't even thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's, that's the worst so part. hard. That's the that's, worst part. Like they're just sitting the there part. eating apple pie with their family, you know, and you're like, and I have this rage deep in my heart and I, my children's children's children will hate you. And it's like, they're like, Cherie who? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, okay, that we just got to let that go. Oh, no. There's a couple of things here I want to unpack. Uh, so sure. let's ju we'll jump back to the beginning. Um, it's amazing. That's the secret to writing success that that people don't know <laughs> is uh, you write the book that you need. Uh, yes. And like that is that's 100 percent my career is me just wrestling with something that's bothering me or something that I'm seeing. And I go, how do I feel about this and what do I do about it? And um, and I have I'm with you. I found again and again in my career that the things that I just wrestle with and I have to sit with and I and I'll research and I'll read and I'll go and I will do the legwork because I enjoy it because I have to I have to know how to how, what to do I can't just not do anything I have to do something and so <laughs> I will go and figure out what I think is a good thing to do and then I write about it and people and people are like that's great I needed that and I'm like oh thank god it's not just me but <laughs> yes. I'm always wondering when is the time I'm going to write an article that I need and everyone else is like what is this <laughs> I'm going to go with never because yeah. I, I'm always like, oh, Andy has been like, he's got cameras in my house or something because he just knows <laughs> what I'm going through right now. And yeah, oh, it's, it's so helpful to know we're not alone. And especially in this perfectionist environment, you know, people lose a patient and, you know, they act like no one's ever lost a patient in the history of veterinary medicine. And I'm like, yeah. If you have it, you may not have been doing this long enough. You know, yeah. We've it happens to everybody and but you just feel so isolated and alone. And you know, and what do we do? We we tell the 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 young veterinarian or the young technician, um, you know, hey, this happened to me and here's what I did and, and here's how it helped. So I think just letting everybody know. And I think right now, I mean, globally, as much as we're divided, we're all together in that everyone is enraged. <laughs> There's just For so sure much rage. like we are we are so so bound by our by our our complete rage. Um, like the flaming 
sort of justice is just in everyone's hand. The whole world is lit up with it. And um, and so, yeah, in fact, the article came out and I didn't know you guys were publishing it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably what I need to read again because I'm not feeling. Yeah, (laughs) well, I'm failing at this. Do you do the thing where you read your own stuff years later and you're like, man, that's, that's, that's good. That was, I, I had it figured out. I had really had it figured out in 2016. I, I totally you were do that. Say, like, oh, do you ever read it and go, ooh, that really needs work? And I'm like, no, I usually am like, wow, I can't believe I wrote that. That was all no, right. Yeah. I, I've had, I've had some stuff that hasn't aged as well as I wished it, it yes. had, uh, you know, but, um, but for the most part, uh, you know, I, and when I say age as well, it's like, yeah, I, I tend to make jokes about things that are topical. I was like, wow, I was yes. really into, into, um, uh, I don't know, into, into Seinfeld at the time. And <laughs> Seinfeld, yes. you know, like, oh, the Star Wars, the Phantom Menace was uh, all in this article. And I really wish I could strip that back out now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're just uh, you're just like, um, uh, oh, yeah, it's like I'm I'm 46 now and I'm starting to almost put references in that I know no one's going to get just like to so I can hurt a little more. I, I don't know what that's about. But the other night on Ted Lasso, he's one of the British people said cheers to him and he went night court and I cracked up and I know like half the world was like, what yeah. was that? <laughs> oh, yeah. My uh, my wife makes Zoolander jokes to her college students and they do not get it. (laughs) Zoolander came out like when they were born. Uh, So yeah, but no, I, um, yeah, it's funny. I do wonder sometimes like if, if I am destined to figure things out and write them down and then forget them only to rediscover the article years later and go, Oh, I wish I remember that. Uh, That was, that was, I was, I had it figured out back then. Yep. I I love, I, I love your your point about the the little girl on the monkey bars and you talk about that in the article um that feeling of dangling in place it really resonates and i think it's a beautiful image of just i i think i think that's one of the things that's bothered me a lot recently is is i'll be frustrated or i'll be angry and and i don't feel like i'm moving forward through it i feel like i'm just hanging out here and part of it is you know uh, say covid frustrations and things like that and i go well we we have a vaccine you know i don't i don't know i don't know what's going to change in the future that is going to be radically different i think in the past uh you know i was like oh we're gonna get we're gonna get a vaccine and 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 this will be a thing in the past and now i'm like i don't i don't think that's true anymore i think i think we're just Mm -hmm. living here and so that stasis is 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 really heavy and so i i thought that that metaphor was was really good as you know to move forward you have to let go and so let's talk a bit about the actual about actual forgiveness i i completely agree the pushback that i get when i talk about forgiveness or the pushback that i feel myself is um i shouldn't forget i shouldn't have to forgive someone who is not sorry for what they did oh my god yes yeah why why should i do that like no, because and, and it really because it's all suffering is all about you. Right. And that's I think that's why we have so much trouble because vet professionals tend to be about everything else and everyone else. And we rarely turn that that spotlight on ourselves. And it's like, yeah, this isn't about me like, like th- or this totally is about me. You know, forgiveness is all about whether I forgive or not has nothing to do with the other person. And that's what's so hard for people to get is that it, the other person doesn't ever have to know. Um, and, and in fact, in a lot of cases, you know, I mean, when you think about people who've lost a parent that they had a difficult relationship with, like if you forgive them and they're deceased, like, <laughs> they, they really don't, I mean, maybe they know <laughs> they in some, really in some ways, yeah, but yeah, they're not here to, you know, to, to, to be forgiven and, and asking for forgiveness is, 
you know, it's just one of those things. I don't have control over anybody but me. And that's been a lesson. That if I could learn that lesson 100% of the time, I'd be the happiest person on the planet. Um, but oh, yeah. I forget it all the time. You know, it's like, I, oh, yeah. I have control over me. What can I do to make myself more comfortable and make this situation better? And holding on to anger is never it. That is a great recipe for, you know, getting reflux in your esophagus. Yeah. <laughs> You're just, it's going to give you heartburn. You're like, don't eat that. Don't eat that anger. Like, get rid of it. You know, It's, it's super it hard, though. Yeah, it's oh, super yeah. hard. It's like, uh, it's like, I'm just going to, I'm going to continue to drink this poison myself and hope that the <laughs> other person suffers for it. And like, it, yeah. just, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. But but it's so easy, you know, especially if you um, you have an interaction with a client, you have a, a dentistry and it doesn't it doesn't go the right way that you want or the bill comes out higher than you thought it would be. And, you know, and, and say that there was a quoting error made to the client and they say the most awful things to you. Mm -hmm. And then every time you do a dentistry after that for the rest of your career, you get angry. Oh like, my God, that's so true. It is so true. I mean, <laughs> like we, uh, so many of us live like that. And I, I go, this is, this is not, this is not helpful. This is not, this is not, this is not, this is no good. Uh, the text you're like I want to be around teeth this. And you're going, Mrs. Fredrickson. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, you're redoing it. And that's why you're the one who needs to step back, sir. And you're, and you're redoing the, the, the oh, article. And playing it, and, yeah, you're doing the, the conversation in your head where you're just like, you're having that, like, what did I wish I had said? And I think that gets a lot of us too, is that we don't necessarily think on our feet. So somebody will tear us down and we get the greatest comebacks, like in the shower later that night. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I should have said. And then, so then I have that conversation where that's what I said like a thousand times and it just eats you up. It's just awful. Do you have tricks for uh, actually doing it? For actually letting go um repetition, just like everything else that you become good at. And people are like, you know, you just say, I forgive you. Like it doesn't work that way. Like when yeah. I had people that have hurt me, I mean, I got, I got divorced and it was a, it was a, a messy, ugly divorce. And, you know, it was eight years before I really felt like, you know what, that, that relationship was good for me, even though it turned out badly, mm -hmm. that was what I needed to take the next step. And, and it, you know, and, and to actually, you know, it tasted like vinegar, but you're like, thank you for leaving me so that I could grow more of a backbone. Like that, yeah. that was a hard, hard place to get to. Um, and saying it out loud, uh, which is weird. So don't do it in public. But you know, if you, if you drive by the exit on the highway where that person lives, you know, just go in peace, you're forgiven. I'm letting this go. And the more you say it, your mind hears it and believes it. Um, and and I'm, I'm big on that all the time. You need to say things out loud so that your ears hear it and your brain hears it. And eventually, if you tell yourself enough, you'll believe it. Um, and you slip up. I mean, there are times where I'm still mad at someone that I thought I had forgiven. <laughs> I have to go back and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, what are we going to do now? We're going we're gonna to forgive them again. And it's a work in progress. I mean, it's like someone saying you got married and now you've got like marriage is done. You know, no, it's, it's work every day. Um, yeah. And, and you just have to keep at it and you have to forgive yourself for not being good at it. I mean, that's the other thing is that we're, we're all like, you know, I can't let this go. Why can't I let this go? You know, and it's like, okay, well, forgive yourself too. It's okay. You're human. Um, but we're not good at being human in veterinary medicine. No, right? we're supposed to be better than human. <laughs> yes. uh, we're, we're supposed to have it all right. So there, there's a lot there. I, um, I picked up a book a while back and it's called something like, uh, what to say when you talk to yourself. And it's very much about the. <laughs> I need this book. Yeah, it's it's what to say when you talk to yourself. And so, as someone who has a continuously running inner monologue, I thought it was interesting, and I picked it up. 
And basically, it's sort of the same type of thing that we're, we're sort of saying is you, you tell, you know, your, your mind acts on the thoughts that you have. And if you, you know, if you think this person wronged me, this person was awful, I was mistreated, um, you're going to feel those emotions and you're going to convince yourself, even whether or not it was true, if you tell your mind again and again, I was mistreated, I was treated unfairly, your brain will come to believe that that's what happened and it will react that way and you will get those cortisol level increases and you'll get that rage and you'll get the anger and the guilt and everything that comes with it. And so, uh, so I, I, thought the, I sort of skimming through it, I thought the book was pretty good, but it was, it was real big on the, on like self-talk. It was like listening, saying things out loud is good. And so you should say it to yourself when you're not around. And then it went farther and it was sort of like, you should listen to audio cassettes of positive self-talk and i was like i'm, I'm out that's no that's, yeah yeah that's, that's too much that's, I was that's like, too much for me i can't be I, my wife if she came into the bathroom in the morning and i was listening to you are a good person <laughs> and you have a lot of friends uh, she would just i would have one less friend than it would be my wife yeah. uh, yes yes absolutely <laughs> i have to tell you because you just reminded me about the, the the talk when i was a kid um i hated green peas and of course my parents. Green peas? Green peas. Hated oh, okay. them. Hated, okay. Like with a passion. No, not green peas. Okay. Green peas. Like, what do you got against anti-whaling? No, okay. no, no. Right. Vegetables. We're on vegetables. Okay. Um, hated green peas. And my dad said, you don't hate green peas. You've just convinced yourself that you do. Yeah. He said, what's your favorite thing to eat? I said, oh, sweet potatoes. And he said, every time you take a mouthful of green peas, you need to say, this tastes like sweet potatoes. And I was like, I mean, I was like, you know, 10 and I'm like, this is yeah. BS. <laughs> I'm not doing this. But we we did. And I said it like, you know, gagging on green peas because they were so disgusting. And eventually it worked. Like I yeah. eventually and I love green peas now. I eat and green peas, but I love green peas and I will eat them. And all all we did was I told myself out loud, these taste like sweet potatoes. Yeah. Um, and and it's it is it's like it's mind over matter in a lot of these cases. And um, you've just got to keep repeating it till you believe it. Um, and you know, just like if you tell somebody that they suck enough, they're going to believe that they do. Mm -hmm. And you are no exception. Um, and you're, well, you live in your head all the time. So if you're constantly telling yourself, you know, you suck or you're angry or whatever it is you're telling yourself, you're going to believe it because you're in there all the time. Most of us have an inner critic, I think, that is <sighs> absolutely ruthless. I mean, yes. just whore. I would fire my inner critic. If, <laughs> if, if anyone said something to me that I say to myself, I would, I, I would throw down. <laughs> I'm like, no one talks to me like that but me. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, would, I would quit my job if I had a boss who talked to me the way that my brain talks to me sometimes. And, and that's, you know, again, it's, it's the types of things that, that we, have to, we have to be better to ourselves. You know, we, we have to, um, we ha what, what we say to ourselves matters as much as what other people say to us. So I, I, think, that's, I think that's important. Um, you know, the vocalization, just saying, I forgive you, just saying, um, I'm, I've moved past this to yourself. It actually, I mean, it actually is beneficial. Um, you know, again, I'm not not advocating for the self help audio, you know, self talk things necessarily, <laughs> but um, but having that clear when you start to feel that that anger about the client, and you say, "I've moved past this," you know, or yeah. I I said I said my piece, and I am done with this, and you can say it out loud or say it in your mind, but that type of repetition to yourself is is. It is how we actually do move past these things. Like we convince our mind that we we're over it and then we're actually over it, but it, it takes time. Hey guys, I just want to jump in real quick with a couple of quick announcements. This week over on the Uncharted 
of Veterinary Podcast. We are talking about what it means to be a rad relief vet, uh, how to set yourself up as a rad relief vet, and how to set relief vets up to be rad at your practice. So it's all about relief vets on the Uncharted Veterinary Podcast. Get it wherever you got this podcast. It'll be there. Uncharted Veterinary Podcast. Gang, uh, on the Uncharted side of the house, we have got some great workshops coming up. My friend, uh, Dr. Marianne Vandalindi, is doing team power, adding value to your visits on September 22nd. This is all about communicating value to pet owners. Um, it is a, a two-hour workshop it is from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern time that night. Um, it is uh, it is very much about building your exam room plan so that clients see value in what we do. And I know with a lot of us wearing masks, with a lot of us still doing some curbside, uh, sort of limited contact and just seeing patients in different ways, I think a lot of us are asking, do our clients see the value in what we do? There's never been a better time for this workshop. It is free to Uncharted members. It is $99 to the public on October the 9th. Dr. Tracy Sands is doing empowering your team to get positive and stay that way. This is a team culture uh, positivity workshop is all about getting your practice to be a nicer, happier place to work. It is um, a two hour workshop as well. 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on October the 9th. It is free to Uncharted members and $99 to the public. I'll put links to both of those things. The last thing I'm going to say is the Uncharted Culture Conference, October 21st through the 23rd is a virtual conference. We have been doing buy two, get one free because we really think that you should bring your whole leadership team. Your medical director and your practice manager can come together. Your practice owner and manager can come together with the head technician. And it's really about getting people together to have this experience and see culture training and do culture training and do workshops on and just have and have these uh, shared experiences to take back into your practice so that you're not trying to take this into your practice by yourself it's buy two get one free but that deal is ending it is ending this week so you need to immediately bust it over to uncharted get registered for the uncharted culture conference and get your extra buy two get one free uh you know deal hooked up guys that's enough about that um anyway uh, links in the show uh, notes for all of these things all right let's get back into this episode I have a hack for you about the listening to the self-help tapes. Okay. Listen, listen to your own podcasts. <laughs> listen to I, my own podcast. I will occasionally, like, especially if I'm having a rough day and I, I know I've done a podcast on that particular subject, I'll go back and listen to it, you know, with somebody interviewing me. And like, that's, I think, a legitimate way that you can talk to yourself without being too weird. Um, but I, I will, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I had that forgiveness podcast with Andy. I'm going to go listen to myself, talk about what I should do. And maybe I'll actually listen <laughs> to yeah. myself if I say it enough. But I, I swear our inner critic is, is it literally the flaming raging sort of justice that is our, uh, our inner critic? Cause I feel like that's all it is. It's not even really a person. It's just the sword. So, yeah. So I, I came up with the flaming raging sword of justice uh, a while back in that, um, I feel like s so often what we do in vet medicine is unfair. You know, it's just, it, it's just unfair. Life is unfair. I mean, it, it, but, um, but I feel like in vet medicine, we get a big dose of unfair, you know, and mm -hmm. we see a big dose of unfair. It's not fair that this aggressive dog who was abused is now going to be put down because people can't handle him and he's not safe to be around, you know, mm -hmm. ar around other people. That's not, that's wildly unfair. And it really sucks and it really makes me mad. And so that sort of feeling of unfairness, uh, I, I think a lot of us have, have a feeling of justice. And it, it sort of goes back to the idea why I think it's, it's so hard for a lot of us to say, I forgive you, you know, um, and especially when the person doesn't ask for it and they don't seem to care. 
the idea of me forgiving them for this thing that they did and got away with, with no negative repercussions, and they don't even remember, like that feels so wrong. And that feeling I kind of summed up as like, I want the sword of justice. I want to smite that person. (laughs) I want to strike them down. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell the, the pet owner, you don't, do not show up 25 minutes late for your appointment and pitch a fit to be seen because you are ruining my day and you're going to make everyone else wait and pets are going to be waiting all day because of you and it's your fault and you're going to be rescheduled and if you don't, I'll smite you with this raging sword. Um, and it's it feels so natural in your hand, you know, to mm-hmm. be like, I'm going to smite her good. Uh, and, but but the thing with the flaming raging sword of justice is it's always a bad idea. You oh, know, yeah. there's always it's it's double it's double bladed and it uh, there's always collateral damage. But man, putting that thing down of going this is wrong, this is unjust, this is unfair. Um, I I think that that's a real skill that a lot of us have to pick, and it's 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 a very humbling skill. Yes, you know, so. Um, yeah, it, it is a very humbling skill. There's a, I think there's a lot of Buddhism in it of saying, I'm, I'm going to let this go. I'm, you know, I'm going to find peace with this. I'm going to, I'm going to put this down. Mm-hmm. And, and just, trading it for empathy. So yeah. you, you put that down to trade it for empathy. That is a skill. Cause I, you know, I, it, it takes a lot. I hold a lot of resentment because I have trouble telling people how I feel when I'm not hot about it. If I'm mm-hmm. furious, oh, I can just lay into somebody. But if if I'm, you know, if I have to say, when you did this, it made me feel this is way too vulnerable for me. I, you know, I need the sword. But it's the same with pet owners and being a hospice veterinarian. I've had to learn that people are going to say crappy things when they're yeah. grieving. And I just put on my empathy hat. And it's like, you know, as long as I'm not in danger and no one's screaming at me or hurting me, mm-hmm. I'm going to let this go because this person is not at their best. And I have been at that point and I get it. And, you know, we, we do, we, we trade it. And I will say I have like 99.9% awesome clients. And I know a lot of those people are some veterinarians nightmare client, but we hit them with empathy from the minute they contact us and everything is empathy and understanding and, and calmness and coolness. And I think that's why we have such great clients. It's, it's not the clients necessarily, it's how we approach it. Um, and the sort of justice, you know, it's buried and, and we don't, we don't get to use it. You know, I'll, I'll rise to the defense of my team if somebody is, is giving them a hard time, but even then I throttle it down and it's like, how can I approach this? So it's a win for everybody. And the only way to do that is with empathy. And and that's hard. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so hard. Oh, it's, it's super hard. And, and you know, one of the things I say to myself that has been helpful over the years is, you know, everyone's fighting a battle we don't know anything about. And, yes. I, and I keep telling myself that. And so, you know, I use that example and I, uh, about the flaming raging sword of justice. You know, I, I had a client a couple of days ago come in um, and she was 20 minutes late for her appointment. And she called ahead and she said, I'm going to be 20 minutes late. And the front desk was like, do you still want to see her? And I didn't really, but you know <laughs> what I mean? I was like, I, I, I could a hundred percent see I could 100% see how this could blow up my day, right? So everyone who's worked appointments knows, you know, if this, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to ask her if you promise this cat is 100% healthy and fine, and there's no concerns, <laughs> then you can come in. Otherwise, the answer is no. Um, and I should have just said that, but but I didn't. But I, I folded, you know, and I was just <laughs> like, 
just tell her to come in, you know, and we'll make it work. And so she comes in and she's like, I'm so sorry. My chemotherapy is making me feel terrible. And oh, I couldn't God. get I couldn't get my cat into the carrier. And I was like, I'm so glad you came in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm so glad you came in. And I and, and it was fine and it went great. And I felt really good about accommodating this person and she was wonderful mm-hmm. and she was lovely. And it was I've been thinking about it ever since because I don't think that I was wrong when, you know, they said, Hey, do you want to see this person who's 20 minutes late? To feel like no, we've done this and it tends to go badly. And there's a lot of ways this is going to go wrong. And we have a policy that says that, you know, that we don't do this. And so I still feel like probably shouldn't do it. At the same time, when she comes in and you go, oh, you're not just a pompous jerk who, you know, stopped, you know, for lunch at, you know, at the coffee shop and, you know, and had a good conversation and didn't, didn't come over you've got real issues and you're doing your best and mm-hmm. you know and I, and I got to help you so i, I don't know, I, I've just been kind of rolling that around back and forth and I, I, don't, I don't know that it means anything i don't know that there's any sort of policy changes I, I would make to this but i do think it was a really good reminder that you know sometimes it's good just to assume the best about people uh, even, even just for our own sake you know Oh, yes, absolutely. And and one of the, the exercises that you can do for that is if you have somebody that blows up your day, if you do rounds with everybody or you're just talking with the team, ask them to tell a story. What is the story that this client could tell you that would make what happened okay? Did they lose their wife last week? You yeah. know, are they recovering from COVID and they have brain fog and they're scared they won't be able to resume their very important job? You know, what what is it that that would make you okay with this? And, you know, because we tell ourselves, he's a pompous ass, you know, he did mm-hmm. this, he did that. But why can't we tell us, tell the other story? You know, maybe this is what's happening. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be horrible? And again, you're hearing that. It doesn't have to be real. You're just hearing it. And you're like, well, maybe I should be a little more understanding. Um, and I am never one to like abuse is is a hard line in yep, the sand for I me. Agree. Like I, you know, if you have to come in and take out your pain and rage on other people, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to learn a lesson from that. And that lesson is we don't put up with that crap here. Um, right. And and I'm, I, it's very sad to me that a lot of vet clinics don't feel that way. But, you know, if somebody is is, you know, having a fit, but you're like, something isn't this isn't the whole story. Something else is going on. You know, I'll pull them in and be like, hey, this isn't like you. What's mm-hmm. going on? Tell me what's going on so we can help. And then they're like, I'm the worst person ever. We're like, yeah, we know, but we're going to yeah. help you anyway. <laughs> now that you've down a peg, okay, now that we've calmed everybody down, um, you know, or just come in and be like, Anne is crying. What happened in here? Like, this is usually you come in and we have a great visit. What's going on? And the minute you tur- turn yeah. from defensive to tell me what's happening, um, it, it just makes all the difference in the world. And I, you know, I say that super easily because I'm sitting in my office and it's 830 and it's quiet and nothing bad is happening. Um, but it's something that I've had to work on really, really hard because of how personally I take things and every tip and trick I can get for how to throttle back that instant rise to anger that happens because I have anxiety and I get that fight or flight thing going on. If I can just take a breath and go, how do I make this a win for everybody? It, it totally changes the game. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That that pause between the receiving the information, getting the emotional impact, and then responding, uh, man, it's all make or break right there. You know, yeah. uh, if I can, if I if I take that as uh, as a as a, as a slight as something negative, if it feeds into some of the frustrations I'm feeling about the world, 
it's really hard to turn it into a positive or get my head into a good space. It's, it's, it's heavy lifting. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think, I think that's, I think that's kind of where I, where I am these days. I generally am a very positive person. And I think that I've been worn down over the last couple of years um, yeah. to where, and it just become sort of aware of it recently of like how often my very first thought is a negative thought. You know, mm-hmm. when, when, when I run into a point of frustration, you know, where when the when I hear from the front, uh, oh, this person's going to be they, they call. They're just going to be a couple minutes late. I go, oh, sure. They're going to be a couple minutes late. Yeah, like, of course they are. You know, Mrs. Smith called and she she needs this. Of course she does. Like that yeah. was always my response in private practice, and, which is why I'm not there anymore. But it, I well, totally get it. And it what is, it's it's such an easy response. And mm-hmm. and usually it will make the text laugh. You know, if I say it in front of them, they'll be like, oh, yeah. And of course, I, I am not going I'm not going to say it in front of them but you know you you'll get pats on the back you'll get people who go yeah i I know i know but but ultimately it's a destructive response you Mm -hmm. know it's it's not healthy it's not a good response and you know it just puts me in a bad headspace to do my job which i'm ultimately going to do anyway and so it's it's just been an interesting exercise recently as i sort of try to commit to you know getting getting back on the on the positive track or on a more positive track just taking that pause and checking myself and going okay what am, what am I thinking here? You know, are, are my thoughts mm-hmm. in a good place? Am I, am I being fair to this person? Am I being empathetic to this person? And the, the default is just, no, be, be a jerk. <laughs> just tell, tell him to shut up. Um, but because it's super easy, it, it takes some effort to empathize. You know what I mean? To, to catch and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to be generous to this person. I'm going to, I'm going to show some loving kindness to this person. Um, it's a muscle that, that we build, but man, uh, if you get out of the habit of using it, it, it takes some activation energy to get it back. It does. And it's like low stress handling for people. And it's the same thing, you know, like we, yeah. if we, we can wrestle the cat to the table and we can get done what we need to get done. But if we just take that beat and calm down and think what would make this cat more comfortable so that I can work on it easier, it helps so much. And the other cool thing about the, the moment of silence is that half the time, if you're silent long enough, the client's like, I am so sorry. <laughs> like, and it just turns out like, cause people hate silence and they want to fill it in. So if somebody's like, I need you to explain to me right now why you did this. And I don't answer. They're like, um, or, or, you know, maybe we could just talk about it. <laughs> and I'm like, I will do, cause I had a boss that all he would do is tip his glasses down and look at me over the tops of them. And I was like, shit, <laughs> what did I say? You know, <laughs> like, oh, I better rethink that. And so that moment of silence gives you a second to re- to think about a response, but also them a second to hear themselves and go, that might not have been my best move. Yeah. Um, so I like, that's a, a dual, uh, a, a dual thing there. But yeah, I try to look at it like I do the low stress handling because I've gotten so into that with my patients, you know, because I'm in their house, giving them a shot, their parents are crying, and it's all my fault. And, you know, it, like, I've had to really get around like, what is this pet feeling? And how can I make it better? Yeah. And so I've tried to bleed that into how I handle humans, because humans are not my favorite species. Um, and it really like all that, that same principle of go slow, be quiet, be calm, um, you know, find out yeah. what they need and give it to them um, really makes a difference. And some people are just hopeless and that's okay. But, um, but yeah, and I also find when I am not taking care of myself, my ability to be empathetic is crap. So, you yes. know, if, when I burned myself out last year, because, uh, you know, I was just, I'm going to work. And then when I catch COVID, I'll take a break. 
and then everything will be fine. And I never caught, I know, and I never caught COVID. So I just worked the whole year without stopping. (laughs) And then like, I know. And then in January, I was like, God, if I don't take a break, I'm going to die. And then we planned a vacation, but it wasn't till May. So by May of this year, I was like, I had nothing left. And, you know, I would, people would want something and I would just grind my teeth. Thank God I had a mask on, but grind my teeth at every little request. And I was like, this is not how I handle people. And I went Mm -hmm. on vacation and I came back and magically it was better. And then a month later it got bad again. And I was like, time for another break. And I took some more time off. And I was like, I didn't take any time off this year, last year, this year. I'm taking breaks whenever I need to because I'm just I'm not recovered yet from all the the abuse I gave myself uh, in yeah. 2020. No, I, I'm I'm right there with you. It, it's it's a whole lot easier to be forgiving, to be kind, to be patient to ourselves and to our coworkers and to our clients when when you're well maintained. And so, uh, mm-hmm. thing things for me recently, um, I get good sleep. You know, yes. I I have been I have been really good about going to bed. And getting a good night's sleep, and um, and you know, I, I've been I've been eating better, and then by that I mean I'm more intentional about kind of what I'm eating and what I take to the clinic, so I have some calories and things like that throughout the day. I just I don't mm-hmm. want to get hangry, and I'm trying not to get tired. <laughs> and, and that's that may sound sound ridiculous, but I, I tell you, man, that's an investment that pays dividends. Oh yeah, and the exercise, you know, I have to be able to exercise, but. My husband and I in this last year, you know, we usually get up really early, you know, because we're in Florida and it's hot. You know, Mm -hmm. we get up and we're exercising before it gets too hot. And I need I've needed more sleep. I just have. And it was like, you know what? If we don't get to bed by nine or nine fifteen, when the alarm goes off at five thirty, I'm not getting up. And yeah. I'll get up when I'm ready and then we'll go out. And if we have to, su- you know, like you always say, choose how you suffer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to suffer in the heat as opposed to suffering because I have lack of sleep. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he's been right there with me because this is just, it's been exhausting. Um, and how we haven't figured out how to forgive ourselves for not being perfect in this last year. Like this has just been a dumpster fire. And everybody's like, I don't understand why I'm struggling. Like, <laughs> What? <laughs> like, I, I do. Let, like, let me let me give you the list of why we're struggling. Like it's everything. Everything is yeah. a wreck. Um, and so, you know, we're trying to be forgiving. Like we we totally blew our diets out of the water last year and it was ugly. And I was like, you know what? I just don't care. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. And we're, we were exercising like crazy. So that was good. Um, and, you know, now we're kind of toning it down, um, you know, getting that high cholesterol diagnosis from your doctor will do that to a girl. Yeah. So uh, I was like, Oh, God, really? Oh, high cholesterol? Okay, fine. You know, we'll we'll do better. But, uh, but yeah, just I, like, I've been much more forgiving of myself, and also much more, like, you know, treating myself like I would a, a kid who's having a temper tantrum. It's like, why don't you just go lay down for a minute, sweetie? Like, go push your feet up and take a deep breath. And, and like, we'll try again in 10 minutes. Like, I put myself in timeout. Like, put me in the crate. I don't care. Like, yeah. just, just, I need a timeout in the crate with a Kong and some peanut butter. And, and I need to like breathe until I can handle this like a grown up. Um, and, you know, I just, I look at vet med and how hard it's been for everybody and how unforgiving we have been with ourselves and each other. And I hope we can start you know, making that better and and yeah. stop hurting ourselves and each other the way that we have been because it just it's heartbreaking how bad things have been. Yeah, I think it's time. Uh, I I really do. I I hope that there's a cultural shift going on. I I, I think I I don't know. Maybe I'm hopelessly optimistic, but but <laughs> I, I do I do think there are. I I do think I think that kids going back to in person schools is a big step towards normalcy for a lot mm-hmm. of people. You know, and for whatever reason, just this fall. 
I, I think the schools were part of it, but I just feel like a lot of us have kind of said, oh, you know what? We're kind of, we're kind of going back to work. And I just, I, I feel more normal now than I have in a long time, mm-hmm. even as, you know, COVID numbers stay high, but it's just, we're going to work and we're doing our job and, you know, and the kids are going to school and, you know, we're, and we're making it. Um, I think that that normalcy has helped me kind of get my head back straight and being like, you know what, I'm going to treat myself better. I'm going to treat other people better. Um, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy my job again. And so I, I think that's been a good reset. Well, Sheree, thanks for being here so much. Where can uh, people find you online? Where the, where can they read more of your stuff? Um, they can find me at a Um, And then for my more hospice stuff that's geared toward clients at helpinghandspethospice.com. Awesome. Thanks a lot for being here, guys. Have a wonderful week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. And that is our episode. That's what we got for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, um, you can uh, you can make my day by writing an honest review wherever you get uh, podcasts and just saying, hey, I got a lot out of this episode. This was really great. Uh, it helps me to know what you guys like. And then also it helps people find the podcast and spread the word. So anyway, guys, that's always a nice thing that 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 you guys can do that help us out because uh, my team works really hard on the show. We, we really do. So anyway, thank you for considering gang take care of yourself be well forgive yourself and forgive others and i will talk to you next week